Section 8 of Summer in a Garden and Calvin, A Study of Character by Charles Dudley Warner. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Section 8 Summer in a Garden. Fifth Week. I left my garden for a week just at the close of the dry spell. A season of rain immediately set in, and when I returned the transformation was wonderful. In one week every vegetable had fairly jumped forward. The tomatoes which I left slender plants, eaten of bugs, and debating whether they would go backward or forward, had become stout and lusty with thick stems and dark leaves, and some of them had blossomed. The corn waved like that which grows so rank out of the French-English mixture at Waterloo. The squashes—I will not speak of the squashes. The most remarkable growth was the asparagus. There was not a spear above ground when I went away, and now it had sprung up and gone to seed, and there were stalks higher than my head. I am entirely aware of the value of words and of moral obligations. When I say that the asparagus had grown six feet in seven days, I expect and wish to be believed. I am a little particular about the statement, for, if there is any prize offered for asparagus at the next agricultural fair, I wish to compete, speed to govern. What I claim is the fastest asparagus. As for eating purposes, I have seen better. A neighbor of mine who looked in at the growth of the bed said, Well, he'd be but I told him there was no use of affirming now. He might keep his oath till I wanted it on the asparagus affidavit. In order to have this sort of asparagus, you want to manure heavily in the early spring, fork it in, and top-dress, that sounds technical, with a thick layer of chloride of sodium. If you cannot get that, common salt will do, and the neighbors will never notice whether it is the orthodox N-A-C-L- fifty-eight dash five or not i scarcely dare trust myself to speak of the weeds they grow as if the devil was in them i know a lady a member of the church and a very good sort of woman considering the subject condition of that class who says that the weeds work on her to that extent that in going through her garden she has the greatest difficulty in keeping the ten commandments in anything like an unfractured condition I asked her which one, but she said, all of them. One felt like breaking the whole lot. The sort of weed which I most hate, if I can be said to hate anything which grows in my own garden, is the pusley, a fat, ground-clinging, spreading, greasy thing, and the most propagacious, it is not my fault if the word is not in the dictionary, plant I know. I saw a Chinaman, who came over with a returned missionary, and pretended to be converted, boil a lot of it in a pot, stir in eggs, and mix and eat it with relish. Me likey he. It will be a good thing to keep the Chinamen on when they come to do our gardening. I only fear they will cultivate it at the expense of the strawberries and melons. Who can say that other weeds, which we despise, may not be the favorite food of some remote people or tribe? We ought to abate our conceit. It is possible that we destroy in our gardens that which is really of most value in some other place. Perhaps in like manner our faults and vices are virtues in some remote planet. I cannot see, however, that this thought is of the slightest value to us here, any more than weeds are. 
there is another subject which is forced upon my notice i like neighbors and i like chickens but i do not think they ought to be united near a garden neighbors hens in your garden are an annoyance even if they did not scratch up the corn and peck the strawberries and eat the tomatoes it is not pleasant to see them straddling about in their jerky high-stepping speculative manner picking inquisitively here and there it is of no use to tell the neighbor that his hens eat your tomatoes it makes no impression on him for the tomatoes are not his the best way to casually remark to him that he has a fine lot of chickens pretty well grown and that you like spring chickens broiled he will take them away at once the neighbor's small children are also out of place in your garden in strawberry and currant time i hope i appreciate the value of children we should soon come to nothing without them though the shakers have the best gardens in the world without them the common school would languish but the problem is what to do with them in a garden for they are not good to eat and there is a law against making away with them the law is not very well enforced it is true for people do thin them out with constant dosing paregoric and soothing syrups and scanty clothing but i for one feel that it would not be right aside from the law to take the life even of the smallest child for the sake of a little fruit more or less in the garden i may be wrong but these are my sentiments and i am not ashamed of them when we come as bryant says in his iliad to leave the circus of this life and join that innumerable caravan which moves it will be some satisfaction to us that we have never in the way of gardening disposed of even the humblest child unnecessarily my plan would be to put them into sunday schools more thoroughly and to give the sunday schools an agricultural turn teaching the children the sacredness of neighbors vegetables i think that our sunday schools do not sufficiently impress upon children the danger from snakes and otherwise of going into the neighbors gardens the end of section eight recording by mark penfold